Berlin Current. Neue experimentelle elektronische Musik. Hallo, hier ist Hajung von BLNFM. Mein heutiger Gast ist Moonwheel. Moonwheel ist ein Soloprojekt von Olle Holmberg aus Schweden. Er hat sieben Jahre in Melbourne verbracht und wohnt jetzt in Berlin. Vor kurzem hat er sein erstes eigenes Album rausgebracht und das heißt genau wie sein Projekt Moonwheel. Olle, would you like to tell our listeners how you would describe your music and uh, what is the concept behind your latest album? Um, well, my music is, um, I suppose it'd be improvised electronic music. Um, I draw influences from 70s synthesizer and krautrock music as well as um, 80s new age things up to, uh, I suppose, techno music and, and things like that. So it, it's a broad spectrum of electronic music that draws influence from the early days to uh, the current days. And um, the the concept for the album that I released in Not Not Fun this year was um, to try and create electronic music that had an organic sound that I heard this track by Clara Monshine who is a, an Austrian musician or was passed away sadly uh, who was released on Klaus Schulz's label in the late 80s who made this song called Die Drachentrommler and this track played at the wrong speed at 33 instead of 45 rpm just sounds absolutely mind-blowing when I heard this this song it was unlike anything I'd ever heard and I just wanted to make music like that, and that's how the Moonwheel project started, to create this sort of um, metaphysical, natural-inspired electronic music. What kind of techniques do you use um, to make synthetic instruments sound like they're organic? I like to work with a computer. I've always worked with uh, computers with music. Um, so the challenge is to try and um, escape the plasticky preset sounding things that usually come out of these computer programs when you first install them. So it's it's just about refining a, a production technique um, or a recording to cassette tape or, or running things through old mixing boards or something, just finding ways to kind of muddle it up a little bit and um, not be too... Um, too much like um, caught up in thinking, oh, it should be only analog or it should be only digital, but mixing it up and just finding sounds that work together. You released the album on tape only. Um, what is your fascination with this ancient medium? It was actually tape and digital. <laughs> but uh, the, the tape thing is, is not not fun's way of introducing a new artist to their audience, I suppose. They started out just um, with this very handmade approach, releasing their own music and music of their friends, just circulating it in their own little community. And um, to their surprise, the whole thing exploded. And I suppose at, at that time when they started out, there, there was there were similar sort of tape trading um, DIY groups all over the world. And thanks to the internet, they all connected. And, and this sort of international tape network sort of emerged there. And, I suppose with the death of CDs and, and all this kind of stuff and everything going online, people like to have a little token uh, or, or like something to collect, you know. People like to um, collect books even though they could read them on a Kindle if they wanted to. It's, um, 
it's a nice thing just to stuff in a box and maybe take out sometime in the future. You know, it's kind of makes it makes it permanent somehow. You've spent seven years in uh, in Australia, which I guess is quite a different environment compared to Sweden or Germany. And in what way did changing your environment had an influence on your music? Um, well, after high school, I just knew that I wanted to go somewhere far away and different. And if you were to drill a hole in Sweden straight to the earth, you'd end up somewhere around where I went. And um, Yeah, of course, it's it's kind of the place where I grew up, Australia. I went there when I was 19, and um, it kind of made me the person that I am. And it was very nice to get a whole different take on culture because Sweden is quite reserved and, and kind of conservative, maybe not you know politically or socially, but culturally people are kind of uptight. But And people only have a, a small circle of friends or whatever, but in Australia it's it's much more, um, people have sort of wider networks and people are, are much more open in a way. I don't know what, what the cultural difference is essentially, but it's that Australian thing of like, they have a really strong DIY thing going on where People play shows all the time in the back of little pubs and anybody can play and everybody gets a chance to do it and it's just like a thing you do with your friends, for your friends and that's how I was brave enough to actually start performing music and doing music and also taking enormous inspiration from what all the kids around me were doing. And where I was in Sweden that kind of thing didn't exist at all. Do you make different music now that you live in Berlin? Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess in Berlin people like to dance and they don't do that much in in Melbourne. So um, I've started uh, thinking about music for making bodies move and starting to explore that dimension of sound a little bit. Do you prefer living in the city or on the countryside? And what would you miss about the city? I would absolutely love to live in the countryside because that's where I'm from. I grew up in a tiny little village along a dirt road and I, I, I'm certain that I will go back to live in the country at some point but um, I suppose I have other things I need to finish first that I sort of need the, the city for. So I don't mind living in a city for now and I have some things I need the city to complete. Berlin Current. Neue experimentelle elektronische Musik. You produce your music at home or on the road rather than in a studio. Um, do you like to take your time to write it or do you sometimes wish to have a deadline to finish it? Um. When I sent off the demos to Not Not Fun, I thought I'd write the music really quickly because the, the first songs I wrote only took like a, two days to make or something. I was really inspired. And then they said, oh, I like it. Send the rest of it. So I said, oh, shit, what am I going to do? So I thought I'd write it really quickly, but it ended up just taking forever because I, I didn't really have a super clear idea of what I wanted to do when I first had the idea. Um, or like the idea was kind of... Um, used up really quickly and I had to kind of expand what the idea should be to, to get a full album and that took a long time um, 
but I write really quickly and you know I'll get up and make a song before breakfast sometimes and I just like to make lots of stuff and work as quickly as possible and intuitively and I don't like to tinker with the details and I like to have mistakes and a, a human touch to it especially with this um, very clinical approach that people have to music now like I'm definitely not a perfectionist and I don't like to go back and rework things so I have like hundreds of unfinished songs as well as some songs and even the finished ones could probably be a lot better but I'll just like let them be um, sort of um, tracings of that moment of inspiration where they arrived. That kind of already answers my next question. Uh, when do you feel a composition is finished or uh, at least ready to be published? Publishing is funny because on one hand you can just upload it to the net and let it sit there for a week and then get rid of it just to kind of try it out or something uh, to force yourself to, to consider it and to think about it. Um, sometimes I'll have a song sitting around for months and then decide that I hate it and other times I'll realize a year after I've made a track that it's actually good even though I didn't like it from the beginning so it's very difficult to tell and I appreciate help from um, the people who help me publish music labels and such to get their input to kind of curate what fits together as a release or whatnot. And I just kind of make as much as I can as <laughs> with as much difference between them as possible and, and then kind of fit it all together afterwards. I've read that when you started performing your music live, uh, you were not completely satisfied, so you changed your approach of doing it. Um, in what way do you perform it now? Now it's all out of a digital sampler um, and it's more of a, of a live arrangement and it's more about um, creating an intensity and a presence um, and sort of hypnotizing a large group of people whilst before it was much more of an internalized, maybe selfish thing where it'd just be um, jamming and, and writing sort of internally and kind of disconnected from an audience. And before I used to change around um, how I did things, whether I had uh, guitars or acoustic instruments or um, jamming with other people or, I don't know, playing violins and things like this. But now I've just sort of simplified the approach a lot. How does your audience respond to, to the way you do that now? Well, I try, I try to just create a connection between the musical territory that I explore. I think, I think of music as a, a dimension that exists all the time, but you need to create a, a connection to it. So both writing and listening to music is to um, create this um, bridge to this sort of invisible dimension that's around us at all times. And I like to just try and find my own little territories in the musical universe and then sort of invite people into that by showing them how I got there in there in the first place. So perform the music in a way for me should be to demonstrate kind of how it came to be in a way so I like to just work with layers and, and to slowly build things up and sort of lure people into this thing so even if something has um, strange rhythms or kind of um, abrasive sounds or it's kind of atonal or something it's not immediately pleasant to listen to I like to kind of trick people into that space and, and I don't know just make them all connected into the same mind or something.
Someone on the internet described your music as um, John Carpenter who grew a beard and became a shaman in the mystical forest, which I found quite amusing. Um, do you think the description is appropriate? Uh, sure, but it's kind of the other way around. I guess John Carpenter is more of a, an urban type. Maybe, maybe it's the, like that, but the other way around. Maybe I'll have to reenact it and play play the film backwards and get back to the forest at some point. Die Reihe Berlin Current entsteht in Zusammenarbeit mit dem CTM-Festival, dem Berghain, dem Boiler Room und der Debug. Unterstützt durch das Music Board Berlin. <lacht>